Out of all the bad things to come out of Walter Elias, or Walt, Disney, and his so-called Park of Magic and the Happiest Place on Earth, people don't really seem to pay attention to them. That's because they don't know the truth. I'm writing this where they can't get me. I know too much, they say. Allow me to explain myself. I cannot give out my name, for obvious reasons. But I can tell you as much as I can reveal about Disney and Disneyland. I'm currently 28 years old. The events that occurred took place in 2007. It was a hot summer day in Southern California. Having considerably wealthy parents and just out of college, I didn't really have anything to do for another few months. I was lonely and had only books and the internet to keep me company. I thought of going to visit my relatives or something to keep me busy until I thought about Disneyland. I hadn't been to Disneyland in a couple years, and it always brought me joy and happiness. Disneyland gave almost everyone a sense of safety, happiness, and just complete wonder. I booked a shuttle and bought a two-day ticket, and the next day, I was there. As I stepped through the ticket booth, I marveled at how beautiful the scenery was. It was a mid-to-slow day they were having, with a total of around, I don't know, 500 people in the park excluding the employees. Without the laughter of kids and, well, people, it seemed off. What was weird was that it was summer. I had a feeling that it would be packed with people. I dismissed it as it meant shorter lines. The first ride I went on was the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. To my surprise, it was completely empty, with only one ride operator and one employee who directed people to their seats. I got in, and the ride started. I was genuinely creeped out by the darkness and the echoing voices of the animatronics. At one point, it got so quiet I could literally hear the gears of the animatronics. But every so often, I could have sworn that I saw someone watching me out of the corner of my eye. After riding a couple of empty rides and seeing probably only 12 tourists, I decided to go to Club 33. Club 33 was just a small restaurant cafe that was one of the first buildings to be constructed in Disneyland. Walt Disney was supposedly a Freemason or Illuminati member, and was known for putting subliminal messages in his cartoons. 33 was a code used for the Freemasons, which many people did not know in the early 50s. I entered it, and again, empty. There was, I saw, a small door behind the counter, though about four and a half feet tall. I was always the curious type, so I opened the door with the key I found on the counter, and I entered. At first it was pitch black, with the exception of the light from the cafe. I walked three feet more, and the door behind me slammed, literally made a huge wham noise, and shut behind me. The small doorway started becoming larger as I continued on. Soon, six overhead lights came on and revealed that I was in a nine-foot-tall, snow-white, the color, room, with an elevator in front of me. The elevator had a red and black keypad, complete with two Mickey ears. Some sort of secret room, maybe? Below the keypad was a slab of pure gold, with silver letters that, when read, revealed this. Doeth unto man as they have given us. Masons of the free, we are brothers. Above the sentence was a pyramid with an eye, 
known as the All-Seeing Eye. It didn't take a genius, or maybe it did, to find out what the two-character code was. I put my finger to the keypad. As I pressed the three, I felt the button of the number had a slimy, sort of spongy texture to it. I pressed the three again and hit enter. The elevator made a whoosh sound as it opened, and a voice, barely audible, came from the base of the elevator. Welcome back, Walt, it said. This was very high-tech for the 50s, unless this was made recently. I stepped into the elevator, and the overhead lights shut off instantly. That's when the elevator started to go down. After a minute, I finally reached wherever this elevator was supposed to go. It was pitch black for a few seconds. Then I saw, as a few lights above, a lamp and a vanity desk struggled to turn on. When the lights fully started up, I looked around this strange place. It was about the size of a boss's office, and there was a silver vault on the left. Surprisingly, it was open. I inspected the desk first. On the table was some VHS tape, which had a title hastily scribbled on as... Suicide Mouse. It was coated in a layer of dust and broken down. That was an odd title, if it was made by Disney, but I ignored it. Besides that destroyed VHS tape and a nameplate titled Walter Disney, the desk was empty and dusty. I looked into the vault and, surprisingly, it was clean. As if someone had recently polished it. It was filled to the brim with old tapes, notes, and other various things. But what caught my eye was a small refrigerator in the back of the vault. It was a struggle to open it, but when it finally did snap open, I saw something that made me vomit on the floor. In the refrigerator was a glass jar. It was filled with frozen water, and inside was Walt Disney's frozen head. It looked as if he had just died yesterday, his skin fully intact. After recovering from the nausea, I shut the refrigerator door closed. Who on God's green earth would do that? Was this some kind of sick joke or something? On top of the refrigerator was a note. I opened it and read it. Dear my faithful employees and brothers of the free, I'm sorry to have to tell you this, but I have discovered that I am dying. I need to still finish what I started. Many of us know of the ones who discovered us. They are still out there. Do whatever you need to do to get rid of them. When they are on the attractions, make it look like an accident, and let the public believe that it was their fault. We cannot risk the world knowing. I have already gotten rid of one by means of being crushed on the people mover. He was obviously referring to the death of a 17-year-old boy back in the 60s, in which the police report described him being crushed to death by the people mover, an old attraction that was removed so that the monorail could be placed. He apparently fell off the first car and was crushed by the next, going at a painful speed of two miles per hour. Could he have discovered whatever the Freemasons were doing? I trust you in making sure that they are all silenced permanently. Yours truly, Walt D. What was going on? What was so important about Walt's involvement in the Freemasons? What were they planning? I was horrified, and I ran back to the elevator. I finally got back to Club 33, and it was still empty. 
I ran out, only to be greeted by Disney security. They grabbed me by the arms and started dragging me to a secret security booth. At this point, I was terrified, so the only logical thing to do while the first one was typing the code to the keypad was to bite his arm. I bit with all my might and he let go in agony. I ran, not even looking back. I heard faintly the guards calling for backup at their location, that a certain someone had discovered the truth and would be taken in for questioning. I ran to the nearest cover and waited there until they sent more people looking for me. I decided to make a break for it. I jumped the gate to the park entrance and I climbed the monorail track. I heard them screaming, He's over here! and ran across the bullet train's track. I heard a loud chugging and realized it was the bullet train. Instinctively, I jumped off the track just as the train was nearing toward me. I fell at least nine feet into some bushes and trees. I had avoided the same fate as one of the other people who knew too much. In the 1970s, a 30-year-old man in another Anaheim police report was, quote-unquote, trying to sneak into the park by means of the monorail track. Maybe he was trying to escape like me. He was too unfortunate when trying to run away from security because the train came. And let's just say that they had to literally scrape pieces of him off the track. I thought I lost them, so I hightailed it. It took at least eight hours of non-stop walking to get to my friend's house. My house was three hours away from the park. So my friend gave me some water and food and drove me back to my house. I didn't tell him what happened to me. If you're wondering why I didn't tell anybody about this earlier, I did. But if you don't know, companies can pay search engines to delete and not show results of some things. I don't know if they've been looking for me lately, but if they have, I've moved away, far away from California. What were the Freemasons doing, though, that they didn't want anyone to know? So far, they have found everyone who had known the truth. I still think that they preserved Walt's head so that when they found a way to revive him, he could finish whatever he started. <laughs>